Hey guys, I'm Caleb Giddings, and you're watching or listening to the Firearms Industry News Podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking about the supply chain problem that the gun industry is currently experiencing, or why all the guns are gone. But first, it's July, which means we'll be dropping a new t-shirt design either this week or next week, so make sure you head over to the merch stores once that happens. Right now, we still do have plenty of shirts in stock. Uh, you can get the cool internet operator shirt or sticker, and of course, the classic run your gun, not your mouth shirt is always and forever available. Speaking of running your gun, not your mouth, I will be at the Tri-State Border Disorder Championship match this July. I'll be shooting CCP with the Beretta APX Compact, bringing back the gun that I shot into a top 10 finish at the 2018 IDPA Nationals. I'm very excited about this. I like CCP a lot as a division in IDPA. I think it makes sense given the nature of IDPA as the practical shooting sport. Anyway, make sure you guys are liking, sharing, subscribing. If you're listening to this on Facebook or YouTube, go ahead and hit those notifications and all of that fun stuff. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, I want to say thank you, and I really appreciate the metrics. I've been watching our iTunes metrics every month, and they just keep going up like this, and that's pretty great. So thanks for all of that, guys. Now, Moving on to today's topic, and we're talking about the supply chain problem that we're having in the firearms industry where we're kind of out of guns right now. If you look in stores and you look on websites, obviously stores are just cleaned out. You know, they'll get a new shipment in, gone instantly. And if you look on websites, websites are getting cleaned out too. And we'll use grab a gun as an example because I really like grab a gun. I've bought a ton of guns from them and they're great guys to work with. Uh, grab a gun, slide into these DMs. Want to be a show sponsor? Hit me up, fool. But anyway, so grab a gun. If you look at their firearms, they're semi-automatic handguns is what we'll start with. And we're going to sort caliber by nine mil. All right. They have 1,667 SKUs of 9 mils that they catalog. Now, if you sort by stock status in stock, they have 104 SKUs in stock, which is not a lot. And a lot of the SKUs that they do have in stock is really high-end stuff or kind of weird stuff. But that is just one example. If we look at grab a gun for rifles, AR-15, AR-10, AK-47 rifles. Okay, so let's see, stock status. They have 37 SKUs in stock. That is just not a lot. And it's like some weird like California compliance stuff, uh, a random Brownells gun, uh, very strange. If you go to brick and mortar stores, brick and mortar stores, their stock levels are extremely low or non-existent. So the question is what happened? Why are the guns gone? And what happened has been a combination of unique factors that we've never seen before in the firearms industry, including the uh, double whammy of Obama getting reelected and the Sandy Hook shooting happening like back to back. So again, what happened? Well, here's how this works. We've had this st 
strange collection of things happen. The coronavirus, obviously, the civil unrest. So it starts with an unprecedented demand for guns. We have a lot of new gun owners entering the market for the first time. People are buying a lot of guns. So demand spikes way up, right? But that's not the only factor. The next factor and the one that's actually really important is that the way people buy guns has fundamentally changed from the Obama administration from the Sandy Hook Times until now. Yes, back then people still bought guns online. Buying guns on the internet was a thing. But sometime in between there and here, the volume of online retailers went through the roof. More guns are purchased online and shipped to gun stores than are actually bought in gun stores. And that is a huge shift in how guns are purchased because it affects how guns get shipped to dealers and how guns get allocated. So in the firearms industry, we have a multi-step distribution process, right? A gun dealer, your local gun store, Bob's Guns, doesn't just call Glock and say, send me 100 Glocks. Bob's Guns calls a distributor. RSR is the biggest distributor in the game. We'll use them as an example. Bob's Guns calls RSR and says, I need 50 Glocks. Can you send them to me? And RSR, which holds these in stock, sends Bob his 50 Glocks. Now, RSR has got to order these guns from Glock and get them from the manufacturer. And RSR and all of the distributors try to not carry an excessive volume of guns, right? They want to have just the right amount of guns to get, you know, either whether it's their monthly sales goal or quarter or week or whatever. And they don't want to have more than that because those guns sitting on the shelves doesn't make any money. So when you couple unprecedented demand with a shift in the way that people buy guns and then add into that the fact that manufacturers are at capacity. They are making these guns as fast as they can, but you can only make so many guns in a day. And these manufacturers might have limited staffing due to the Rona. They might have lost staff members due to the Rona. They may not have been allowed to operate for a while due to the Rona. So take all of these factors together and that's why the guns are gone. Now let's look, I do wanna look at the way people have bought guns and how that's changed. Because the shift, it, it happened slowly, right? We didn't really notice it, but it's such an important shift because when you're talking about on-time distribution of guns, right? So some of the online retailers don't even hold any real actual inventory. They are essentially drop shipping these guns from the distributor to the gun store. And when you go in and you click buy on so-and-so's website, that gun, so-and-so doesn't actually have a warehouse full of guns. What happens is, is that order goes through their website and then that gets placed with the distributor. The gun gets drop shipped from the distributor to the dealer that you picked when you checked out. And that's how that happens. That's some of them. Others do actually have their own website where they hold their own warehouse. Other websites may have their own warehouse where they hold physical inventory. And when you order that gun, it's gotta go from their warehouse to the dealer and that sort of thing. But because again, these websites have such high volumes, much, much higher volumes than a gun store, 
they're going to get a bigger allocation from the distributor. All right, the distributor is going to block off more guns to go to grab a gun for grab a gun to sell than they are going to block off to go to Bob's gun shop. You can get like five Bob's gun shops together and maybe they have enough buying power to compete with something like a grab a gun or one of these bigger websites, but just one lone gun shop isn't really going to have the juice to get those guns. So Bob's gun shop may only get 10 Glocks because grab a gun's got 10 thousand Glocks. And that big shift has really changed why you're not seeing a lot of inventory in these gun stores. It's just, I mean, it is just supply and demand. That's how it works. But that change in how we buy guns has really been significant. And it wasn't something that anybody really noticed until now when all of the gun stores are out of stock. And also a lot of the websites are kind of running low on guns. The question is, how does this get fixed? The good news is supply and demand works, all right? We know it works. And what will happen is a couple of things. First, the demand for guns will tail off. All of the new buyers who wanted a gun will have gotten a gun, and the repeat buyers who wanted a new gun will eventually have gotten a gun, or they will have decided that since they can't get the gun they want, they don't want a gun anymore. One of those things will happen. So that'll tail off your demand. Manufacturing will catch up to that demand as it tails. So as demand drops down and manufacturing remains constant, eventually they'll cross over and catch up to each other. And that will be great. And that will largely fix the problem. And then what you're going to see in, depending on how long all of this lasts, you know, I was thinking that the Rona couldn't last that long, and the Rona has turned into a Toyota Hilux, all right? It's lasting forever, apparently. But depending on how long all of this lasts, eventually you will see a lot of those new guns that were sold to first-time gun buyers re-enter the secondary market. Whether they take them to a gun store and say, I bought this during the Rona, what can you give me for it? And the gun store gives them some obscene lowball offer or they decide they want to navigate the difficulties of selling a gun on GunBroker or something like that, Those, a lot of those new guns will re-enter the market as used guns. They'll re-enter through the secondary market. And that will also help solve the supply and demand situation because it will increase the supply without taxing the manufacturer's already maxed out capacity for making guns. And again, that will eventually resolve the problem. The question that I don't have the answer to, that I don't know, is how long things are going to be this way. Because again, manufacturers have a certain capacity. You can't just like magic new CNC machines into existence or new molds to make more polymer grips or new machines to make rifling in barrels. There's a certain number of them that these manufacturers have and they can't really get i mean they can get more but getting more requires them to take on the risk and they may maybe don't want to take that risk on because they don't think that this situation is permanent and sustainable because it's not and that doesn't even bring into account companies that import their guns whose guns may be stuck in customs because customs isn't working at full efficiency right now because of the rona Again, this will all resolve itself. The manufacturers at capacity will remain working at that capacity until they catch up. They'll tailor their capacity then for the new level of demand. And things will be fine. I just don't know when.
With that being said, here is some good news. And the good news is that if you want a gun, you can still get a gun. Grab a gun does have guns in stock. And again, they're not a show sponsor. I would love it if they were. Grab a gun's not a show sponsor, but they do have guns in stock. Maybe they don't have the gun that you want in stock, but there are guns in stock. And I have to give them credit. Uh, gun Broker has made it a lot easier to buy guns from their website than it ever was before. You can go to Gun Broker. Their ads on that website are horrid. Like, make sure you turn on ad block before you go because the ads are just uh, intrusive. And pretty much anything you want, you're going to be able to find on Gun Broker. Let's see. Let's look for something that's not in stock on on Grab a Gun. Yeah. So things that aren't in stock on Grab a Gun, you can definitely still get on Gun Broker, although the prices might be a little bit higher than you wanted to pay. But welcome to these Corona times, man. Things are crazy. If you want a gun, you can get it, but you're gonna have to pay for it. Anyway, that is it for this week's. I hope you have enjoyed listening to this, and I hope you have a better understanding of how the firearms industry works and why there aren't any guns currently available. Make sure, again, to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on Facebook, share this to your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. And if you're listening on iTunes, thank you very much. Keep leaving us those wonderful five-star reviews, and same goes for Spotify. I'm Caleb Giddings. I will be back on Friday with an edition of Firearms Industry News, where we will give you our weekly update on all the happenings in the gun industry. Thanks for watching.